everybody, and welcome to the 13th episode of the Pure Joy Podcast. I'm your host, M, and this is a bi-weekly exploration into what brings people joy. It's not necessarily what brings them the most joy in life, but just something in their life that brings them joy. Maybe they've spent a lot of time doing it or some time thinking about it or they studied it or or, or whatever that kind of brings. It's just about diving into, into that topic and, and, and kind of breaking it down in their life and maybe why it brings them joy or what about it brings them joy. Today is no different. That is what we're here to do. Uh, and so without further ado, we will introduce our guest of the episode. Let's come over here. Make sure you unmute yourself in Skype. But now you have a baby in your lap. All right, this is... No. Now we're in. No. Where's... Hey, yay. Hey. <laughs> He's eating your headphones. Eating the headphones. Yes. Hello. Nine months, everything goes to his teeth. Why is this not capping for mine now? Oh, there it is. Yay. Okay. Awesome. Yay. So this is my guest of the episode. Why don't you introduce yourself and tell us uh, who we're talking to today? Yeah. So my name is Tope. Go by Tope Bear. This is Orson. And that's 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 what we're talking about today. Talking about baby Orson today. Well, you've introduced yourself. Why don't we start off with just uh, we have like a little sort of episode starter for each each of our interviews. And that is something that has just brought you joy today. A small joy, not your topic, but a something just today that has brought you joy. Well, honestly, it kind of relates to my topic because today we finally got him a toddler bed. And it's just like the joy of being able to put it together and see that you're able to give him something more and actually take care of and support them yeah that's that's fantastic you guys did you guys spend some time today i guess as a family before this putting that together yeah well we had the frame put together we found it on sale so we got the frame on sale and we just had to go get the mattress and put it in it but we moved it into the bedroom and got it all set up and he was super excited (laughs) whenever it came to him crawling around in it and playing and seeing all of his toys inside the bed. Nice. Is this what this is one of those a toddler bed? I would imagine is one of those with the like the walls, the like ball bar walls. It's, it's got some bars down the side of it, but not all the way. But it's close to the ground. OK, yeah, yeah. Because he's moving a lot more. I like that. My oh, yeah. small joy of the day is I finally got. Well, one, I finally got my couch. I had a, I had an old couch that I uh it had some it had some problems and it was finally the last straw and i got a new couch for our house and it the old couch was just in our living room because i didn't have any help getting the old catch couch out and so today i just soloed the old couch right out of the house and that was fantastic it felt really great to just not have a couch in my kitchen anymore shitty old couch now we have a great great couch for the living room it's fantastic and then my second one is that no. I bought, I finally pre-ordered Pokemon Scarlet Violet. So I'm pumped. That's like one week. It'll come out two weeks. I'm pumped. I'm so excited. I, don't even, I, don't even, I think the last time I pre-ordered a game was whenever I worked at GameStop. Yeah, man. I <laughs> I just, I want to be assured that I have both copies right there on opening day. And I will go pick them up when I wake up and then come home and play them. And I'm very excited. Very excited. Um, very pumped. So with that, uh, aside, why don't we talk about your joy? What in life brings you pure joy? Well, lately, 
ever since this guy's happened, it's really been just being a father, doing all of that fun dad stuff, you know, <laughs> seeing him grow up and everything like that is something that just every day I come home, he starts getting more excited. He's starting to associate dad, dad, and he'll jump up and down. He knows what the dogs are. So watching him develop, watching him develop and get smarter over time. That is absolutely amazing. When, when, when was, uh, when did, when was Orson born? Oh, January 8th. So he's coming up on. He's nine months old. He'll be a year and three months. Wow. Yeah, already. Absolutely incredible. It's going to be a year so soon. So like this is a I I got to be around my niece when she was reaching this age. And it it's it's fantastic because there's so much development that happens so quickly. And you get to like see that new like thought occur, right? You're like, oh, I don't know. I like feel like we take gr- thinking and, and, and doing things for granted because we just yeah. do them. But like every time that you can see that thought occur across his face and then he executes upon something new uh, is fantastic. You get to like see him grow. It's all the, the baby milestones that he's going through right now. Like he's starting to clap his hands. He's starting to wave. He's starting to dance even whenever music plays like Elmo, he'll start bobbing up and down. Mm -hmm. He puts everything in his mouth. He cries a lot. He keeps you up at night. Testing the bounce of everything. Oh, yeah. So have you ever raised a baby before? Is this your first baby that you've been a part of uh, raising? Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is my my one and done right here. Is what you would call it. Did you do a lot of, I don't know, I know that like members of my family have like shelves of their bookshelves, uh, you know, kind of at some point dedicated to the, the, the child grow, raising oh, yeah. books. Did you go through a lot of like classes, yeah. courses, things like that? No? Just no. figuring out as you go. No. Yeah. Just learning from Maddie because Maddie already had one. So that's where Vivian is. She's seven years old now, so she's already been through it. So I have her experience to kind of fall back on and help keep me in line. Yeah, no, that's that's fantastic. At least, you know, at least you have that. that that's that's absolutely wonderful to, to be able to, like you said, fall back on that experience whenever you need it whenever something's going south or or even not like whenever he's just doing normal stuff and she can be like oh that is this and you can start to relate yeah. those actions yeah he sees himself they'll play with mirrors they'll talk to themselves they'll babble everywhere they get real motor skills and start moving around we think that he's probably not far far away from walking honestly mm. Because, I mean, he'll stand he'll stand on his own and he'll crawl around. Has he said his first, like, words? Something that you guys would be like, words. Uh, not necessarily. I would say, like, his first word, it'll probably come closer to the year whenever he has, like, actual association with it. But right now, like, he he does semi-words, like, da-da whenever I come home, mama whenever he's ready for her to go to sleep at night. Uh, Doug, whenever he sees a dog, he'll point his hands out and start doing this. 
because he wants the dog. So it's just kind of those sounds that you think are words. But they have somewhat of an association to what it actually is. Yeah. Yeah, it's my headphones. Yeah, learning to play those association Wait, games and like try to get him to to register like what is you know like what what these words associate to is sort of a fun thing. Again, something that we don't like think about as we do uh, and speak in our day. But when you talk to talk to him, you can you can you can take a little bit more time and like create those associations. Does he is he is he showing any any uh, favoritism for uh, a specific fandom of toys? You have a lot of of different toys. What are you trying to say? Well, you're you're like no, pushing he... Bulbasaur on him uh, at the moment. <laughs> Whenever he's in my office, all of these statues, he seems to go towards tells the most. Mainly because he can reach it, but it's either that or the Dragon Ball Z DVDs that he's throwing down. Yes, yes. Early into Dragon Ball Z. He'll play with Bulbasaur. He's got his own little playhouse thing over here in this corner that my chair covers up. So he sits in here with us from time to time and walk around that. Toy-wise, outside of here, it's actually Hot Wheels. Okay. Lots and lots of Hot Wheels. Okay, yeah, my nephew is very into the cars. Anything with wheels that can roll around. Yeah. Well, he likes to grab them and the sound that it makes in the tin. And he's got all of Vivian's old ones, so he already has, like, hundreds of them to look at and play with and throw around everywhere in the living room. Yeah. What has been your favorite thing about, like, you know, you've... He's, he's, he's almost been here for a year now. Like, what's been your, your favorite part of this, like, learning experience? Learning experience? I mean, learning experience, just experience in, in general. Oh, man. <laughs> it's got ups and downs. You learn that you're not going to be able to sleep. You learn that you're going to run out of diapers really fast and not realize it. But at the same time, you see him as he grows and develops and when he cries, whenever he's upset because he wants you to hold him, or whenever he's fussing because he's hungry and wants food. And then the joy that you see on his face, whenever you bring him a meal, like macaroni and cheese today was his favorite. He's tired right now. That's why he's rubbing his eyes, but it's mainly just been a lot of learning how to decompartmentalize and break things up. How to make time to clean your house, but at the same time, have time to keep him calm and from freaking out or getting upset or crying. Or a lot of the times that just ends up with you holding him mm -hmm. like this and rocking him just so that he's happy. That's all it is. Just the right kind yeah. of attention. <laughs> and that's funny because he's so back and forth, right? Like he's uh we, he'll like whenever you take the headphone away from him and stop him from the headphone he'll begin a a, a screech and you'll rock him just a moment and he's back to it back to fine because he's not crying he's just like doesn't want whatever he's doing oh. being taken away from him with him if you sit back down and he doesn't want it he'll start crying again oh he's he's still in that like most <laughs> see <laughs> and it's just because I'm sitting down. He's, he, he wants to move. He wants to move. So much energy. 
as soon as you stand back up, he's happy, but he still wants the headphones. Has it been hard trying to keep up with his his like levels of energy, or is it is it up and down enough? It's it's got good days and bad days. I will say that there's days where he's. It's not necessarily a bad thing because he's going through like a developmental curve, yeah. so he's learning something new. But during those stages, he's not sleeping as as much. His brain's firing. He's staying awake. He's crying. He's upset because he doesn't know what's going on. He's trying to figure it out. Like whenever he was breaking teeth, which he already has six teeth. Wow. Six six choppers, fully grown. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, he's getting tired. I can try. So what is uh what is a day like in uh in like raising Orson for you? For you and Maddie, really. Because I know that you you also do a lot you work a lot, right? I mean, most of it falls on Maddie, which I love her to death for it. Um, because I go to work and I will work for eight hours a day and then come home. And then she goes to work after I get off. Mm. So I'll drive her to work and then I'm watching him until about nine o'clock at night whenever we pick her up and then we'll bring her back and then she puts him to bed. It's a lot of back and forth between caring for him but you know that's that's partnership that's what you that's what you go into it knowing that you're gonna have to make sacrifices and yeah. a lot of your personal time to take care of him until he's big enough to take care of himself yeah yeah you know i feel like oftentimes too it it, it you know it, it may in the moment feel like oh dang i i am sacrificing but overall like you know do you do you feel like you are you uh, free free at last <laughs> do you feel like you are sacrificing or you you know you like really into like this because you know at, at some point like a workload is only as as work as it is you know not joyful because if you're finding the joy in doing yeah. it I mean, it's it's being in it. It's really joyful just being there, seeing him, watching him grow whenever he does all of his milestones. Like, there was a day we were at Golden Corral or somewhere, and, like, he he stood on his own without holding on to something mm -hmm. just for, like, a couple of seconds. And it's whenever you see that and you know, like, okay, he's starting to learn balance you're just like, like it overfills me with joy because I'm, I'm, I'm proud. Like he's, he's mine. You know, there's not, there's not going to be another one like him. And all the time, like I think about it and I see him, I'm like, you know, if one thing happened completely different in my life, like he wouldn't exist. And that's whenever you start getting like those deep down fills of like, he's here, he's mine. I made this and I get to watch him grow. I get to watch him learn. I get to do what my parents did with me whenever I was growing up. And it's kind of like, in a way, you get to just relive those memories of your childhood now through them because you're now the parent role. Yeah. But you always looked up to your parents. You always saw your parents there whenever something went wrong. They were there to help you. So it's kind of like reversing the roles but still living the experience yeah yeah almost like a almost like a sense of of like nostalgia but from the other point of view oh yeah in mine like 
everything kind of falls into place the same. Like my mom had my, uh, my half sister, Megan already. And then her and my dad got married and then they had me. Well, Maddie had Vivian and then me and Maddie got together and now we have Orson. Mm. So I'm kind of like within that same kind of, you're seeing the same like cycle frame of like family structure, like all of that. So it's it's a trip but it's it's great like it's a good ride to be on for sure yeah yeah i mean just getting the opportunity to be around him and 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 like you know help with with teaching him these things can really like help with a sense of just like gratitude for life and having you know gotten you to this moment it's not even necessarily like you know you don't necessarily have to have loved all of the ups and downs but there's like a sense of like just joy, you know, there is a sense of joy just having having found yourself here, you know, through all of the ups and downs to this moment. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of ups and downs. I'll tell you a ride of life. Are you, have you learned anything about like yourself or the way that you go about your own daily life because of uh, Orson and watching him grow? Uh, I mean, I kind of feel the same. Whenever I come home, I'm just in a lot more of a better mood because I get to see him now and be there. It's not like before I met Maddie, whenever I was single and, you know, I'd go home and you would sit there and kind of be like, yeah, it's another night with me and the dog. So I consider myself more of an introvert, but I enjoy having people around me when I'm home. Mm -hmm. Because otherwise it's just kind of mundane. So having all that, that little bit of chaos that gives a spark that gives you something to do throughout the day like you and your couch and wanting to get rid of it for being there me getting the new toddler bed i mowed my yard yesterday <laughs> like wow whenever you have a kid like it's funny because like the simplest things but whenever you have a kid that that you constantly have to give attention to and you achieve something like mowing the yard or trimming down a bush, just one small thing that you actually get that 15, 20 minutes to do feels so much more rewarding because it's like, yes, we, I tackled this and I've been trying to do it for two weeks now. <laughs> like, it's crazy. Yeah. I can't, I can't imagine the, the extra burden, a, another human being, the care of another human being would put on that. Cause I, I already struggle enough with like keeping up with everything uh, around the house. I feel um, like today I can't do it all. So I'll do X, Y, and Z today and A, B, and C tomorrow. But yep. without this that is, sort of this assuredness. Is, this is, I'm going to try to attempt A today. If I get halfway done with it, that's good enough. Like I'm sitting on a partial load of dishes right now, but I plan on finishing the rest of them soon. But I mean, whenever he cries, he just got done eating. He's covered in like pancakes and yogurt all over him. So you got to go throw him in the bathtub because I was doing dishes while he was eating, multitasking, watching him. And then as soon as he started getting upset, it's like, okay, I did this much. I can finish it. I'll get there. <laughs> like, and it's just knowing that once you finally achieve even the simplest of chores, it's like you you overcame like a hill that you would never expect to be like stuck yeah. at. Like you really want it. You're like, yeah, you know, dishes, that's no big deal. But 
I got 21 pounds strapped to my side <laughs> doing dishes. It's it becomes a little bit more work, but in the end, like like I said, it's seeing him grow up and knowing that whenever he's crying, it's it's because he wants comfort and you being there to supply that comfort and him calming down. Like it's it's it feels really rewarding in moments like that, like whenever he hurts himself and you're able to pick him up and calm him down and get him to stop crying because he knows that you're there for that. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. You can always go back to a load of dishes later. Right. Take the moment to to like show that sense of care. I think that that's I mean, that, that's very important. I think it's, it sounds like you're also finding lots of good senses of achievement just because like, you know, having the opportunity to get the the load of dishes done is yeah. a check mark on a to to do list you know it's, and, and it's crazy because it's like before Orson our checklist was like painting the entire living room kitchen hallway painting the entire bedroom uh, I built a grooming tub for Maddie out of like two by fours and an old like flat stand up shower head that we mounted inside mm-hmm. it doing things like that that are more taxing that take more time and all of that like the big hurdles those were like huge achievements then but now it's just something so mundane like yeah i cleaned up the i cleaned up the living room this morning and i laid down on the couch and felt comfortable because it was clean (laughs) for at least the next 30 minutes and like i was gonna enjoy it so I ended up playing Viva Pinata and it was fun. Wow, it's been a minute since I've thought of Viva Pinata. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, uh Vivian was I, I tried to get her to spend time with Orson too. So I was like, hey, why don't you why don't you come play Xbox in the living room? We got it hooked up in the living room. You know, Orson can watch you. It'll it'll be fine. And she played Slime Rancher too for a little bit and she got bored at it. And I, I remembered that I had Viva Pinata <laughs> 2006, I think is whenever it came out. But I got it on like Xbox Live Gold and I was like, Vivian, you might, you might like this game. And she started going into it and naming all the characters and wanting to take the controller for me to play the mini games. And we were kind of doing that like hand back and forth that we would do whenever we were kids playing a game, trying to mm-hmm. beat it. And it was it was a lot of fun. So I was like, yeah, you know, Viva Pinata, it's relaxing. You can pause it when you need to. It's something you can play over time and not get like stressed out because you're trying to beat this boss while your child's crying in the back mm-hmm. corner. <laughs> like, but are you excited yeah, to it's, start it's trying to teach him uh, video games? Oh yeah, oh yeah. One day he's he's taking over all this if he wants to, <laughs> and I'm just gonna disappear in the background. When it's my time to retire, I'll be like Orson. Toe cub, at your service. I'll teach you everything you ever know. <laughs> but yeah, it's gonna be exciting. Like Vivian, she finally started playing video games not that long ago, and she's learning how to read. So she's actually getting into a lot more like complex reading games, and now she wants to play like Pokemon and try that. But whenever she would first pick up a controller, I remember how annoyed, irritated, and angry she would get because she couldn't figure it out. I mean, we got her a Wii, or not a Wii, a a Switch, and me and her would play, like, Mario Kart or 
Mario Party, and I mean, it's she was only four or five at the time, so trying to teach her, you know, you can't always win. Um, trying to teach her the motions, she would get upset because she'd fall off the racetrack all the time. Which props to Mario for putting in those barriers that keep kids on the tracks from falling mm-hmm. off. But bumper, bumper barriers or whatever. Yeah. Eventually, she got to a point though to where I mean, now. And it, and it surprises me because she looked up videos on YouTube on how to play Slime Rancher oh. and learned how to play that entire game through doing what like a lot of us do today. Like my washer just broke. I went to YouTube to learn how to look up the diagnostic codes to see if I could fix it. Like, and she's seven years old doing the same thing to learn how to beat this game. Like she has a strategy guide in her pocket and she's using it. So that alone like seeing that development over the years where now she's playing minecraft she's already beaten the ender dragon and the end game and i haven't even done that like so it's it's gonna be a trip for him i think that he's gonna get into it i'm hoping he does i mean sometimes they just they don't care for it yeah sure it's it's they got other hobbies but you just have to be there for their hobbies and support what they want to do so that they can progress and get better at them and turn them into dreams, make the dreams real, all of that. So whatever he decides, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be. It's big. interesting. You've got these, you've got two different children at two different, like vastly different stages of life. Uh, but you're getting these oh, like yeah. similar senses of, of joy from being around and uh, seeing them grow in like whatever way that is. Like you just said, like Vivian learning to do a thing that we do as like, gamers now and and like uh you know uh, on our own and, and figuring that out is is pretty interesting that, that that's just like it's fascinating and like at some point i started looking up games online when i needed help and i don't know like when that was but that's just like habit now and if i need you know need help or or am like totally lost i know that i could just go online and find it and that's great that now she like has that knowledge she's developed that knowledge oh, yeah. that's great Ever since Ryan's world, she's known all about YouTube. <laughs> she's she's the one where she's like, I want to be a YouTuber. She sees me play Minecraft in here. She's like, you should join mine and Hunter's world so you can turn it into a video and get millions of views. <laughs> like, she's all for it. She's going to be all over it. Dude. It's, it's great because she it's funny because we always joke about it, but she's like a teenager trapped in a seven-year-old's body like i mean there's times where she locks herself in the room and i'll go in there and open the door to see what she's doing and she just turns and snaps her necks at me and goes what yes <laughs> and i'm like uh excuse excuse you, you? <laughs> but, but it's like it's great too because you know like that show kids say the darnest things yeah yeah like you get you get moments like that that you just you you can't find it anywhere else and it's those moments whenever they happen that you're just like oh you really just said that oh man i hope nobody heard that or it's like so much less of a filter yeah she starts picking up on like slang that you wouldn't expect a seven-year-old to know already like (laughs) She's running around the playground, and then there were two. There were a couple of other girls that were saying "slay," 
like yes. and like Vivian was like I don't know why they kept on saying that word was that a bad word <laughs> no Vivian <laughs> uh it's, it's great. It's great watching them grow up. And there's a lot of moments where you just, ah, uh, you can't. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can't make it up. That is so true. I, I keep hearkening back to the start of the conversation and just the, 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 I spent, I don't know, before four months, maybe it, living in my brother's house, uh, six months, maybe I'm not hundred percent sure. Um, and just like watching my niece in that amount of time, like learn and develop and, and like you said, like create the connections as to like what this action will do and what that means for her in this like space is, is wild. Maybe she bumps into a wall differently this time. Um, and then she did last time because she knows now the wall is there. And, and then next time she like stops herself yeah, before the he... wall. I'm waiting for him to learn that the bed doesn't, doesn't, it's not level with the floor. Once he learns that, we'll be good. Because <laughs> there's times where he's, he's woken up and we like stack pillows on each side, but he'll climb over them or through them and still find himself rolling off the side. And we're like, dude, <laughs> by now. You, you went know. up and then and I mean, down it's, really it's, far. <laughs> it's it's not it's not like a far fall. Right. Like it's not like he's hurting himself. It's got padded carpet underneath it and everything. So like he hits the ground, yes, but it's maybe he's falling maybe six right, inches, right. inches down to the floor, and it just it kind of shocks him. But he still tries it. That one he hasn't learned yet. Yeah, my niece had <laughs> she. When she was learning to walk, she would crawl. I mean, you know, during the crawl phase, but as she tried to get into walking, what she started to do was keep the crawl, but then just like instead of both knees on the ground, one foot would come up. And so she was like golem around the house, just like hobbling on one knee uh, and watching her learn to get that second knee under her and actually stand was very funny. Um, But we like, you know, we still as uh, adults talk about her peg legging around the house and like thump, thump, thump. Uh, and it was just, it's great. It was great watching her like develop through that thump and what had to have been a bruised right. knee because that's just the way that she moved. Oh, I'm sure. Orson, whenever he first started crawling, he did like a military style crawl for the longest time. And I think a lot of it's because of how big he was because he came out uh, like nine pounds, six ounces, I think. Okay. And he, he was a big boy from the beginning, but now he's 21 pounds nine months old so it's like him learning not only how to but having the muscles to be able Mm -hmm. to hold up his stomach and his core took him i think a little bit longer but he he was able to military crawl and it's great because at our uh at our mall we have like this uh this kid zone area where it's like really soft padding and it's got like really soft padded toys that they can crawl all over and everything but we take Orson and Vivian over there and occasionally there's some other kids. And I, I looked at this this little girl that was like playing with Vivian. And I was like, hey, if you if you run, he'll chase you and he's fast. And she 
she took off on all fours, just like crawling around. And here's Orson just like Army crawling through the mud, like <laughs> arms, legs out. And I mean, he's literally maybe like three or four feet behind her the entire time. And we're talking like a five, six year old girl just taking off. And I just see him on the ground, like <laughs> pulling himself through the trenches. And I'm like, dude. Whenever you walk, we're going to have to get him, like, a harness, a leash. Like, he's going to be one of those kids that's just taken off whenever he can. So he's, he's going to be a handful. Yeah, he's worth it. He's worth it. That's absolutely amazing. He's worth it. <laughs> of this uh where do you find the time for you kind of as a correlation to this you in the beginning you said you know you sat here and you thought you you have you have all these all these different joys and you just didn't know what you were going to talk about and i was like well we're gonna you know pick pick one but you know you're a father and and that's like a huge part of your life but it sounds like your life is really busy where do you maybe find joy in your life outside of this like in your in your you time it's it's mainly the two nights a week that Maddie lets me stream where I'm able to sit down, get in front of the computer, crack open a couple of beers, play a game, have a good time. And that's other than that, it's whenever he's taking a nap. I mean, you may get 20 minutes to yourself. You may get two hours to yourself, just depending on how well he sleeps. Yeah. And that's, that's really what it is. It's uh. I think the last, not this weekend, but the last two weekends, I took Orson out to my grandmother's house and spent the night out there just so that Maddie can get like some full night's rest. So it's kind of like that whole partnership thing where you still have to be able to give and take and make time for each other to kind of step away for a little bit and be respectful of that, knowing that you now need to take over you need to watch them for a while just so that they can kind of get away and refresh and relax themselves so normally uh i would take them a lot of times whenever maddie got home so she can get up and walk away and clean the house and do some of the stuff that she's been wanting to do throughout the day and it's it's just time for ourselves a lot of times comes in like I said, it's that, that giving and taking time from others, but getting it back in return. So, yeah, sure. I mean, like she, she watches him on X time so that you'll watch him on, on another time so that she can yeah. get have that time as well. But most of my time, I try and do it late at night so that she's getting him in bed so that she can still either start going to sleep or relax with them. So that's why whenever I start, I start so late at night now because I want to make sure that we're both kind of calmed down a little bit, have some time to do stuff like she was in here earlier playing her game before I did all of this. And once the game's over, she's going to watch him and he's going to sleep and I might jump on a stream for an hour or two. I'm still debating on it, but you know, it's, we find that, that back and forth and try and make it work. I feel like I definitely get the better hand if I'm being honest, I feel like she she takes him a lot. 
And uh, just so that I can stream and do some of that other stuff and get those two days that I look forward to, to be able to do what I want to do at nighttime, whenever the lights go off and the kids are asleep and I get a turn on the lights and drink a brew and sit in front of the camera and make a fool out of myself twerking and doing, you know, what other dad stuff, other dad stuff, you know, (laughs) I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of funny because it's like my parents, they always told me we're, we're here to embarrass you. That's why we're here. And it's kind of like my kids are going to see this one day and they're going to be like, dad, why do you still shake your ass for the camera? You have to use a walker. Stop doing it, father. <laughs> I'll still be doing it because that's that's my job. Like that's what my parents instilled that I have to carry on is you've got you've got to be there to embarrass them whenever they whenever they need it the most. And I mean, my mom screaming, I love you, son, have a good day at my brand new job, just like any other sitcom that you would see on TV where people start making fun of you instantly because your mommy loves you. Yeah, that's what I went through. Are you going to put Orson directly back <laughs> through that on, on the first day of his oh, yeah. job? You're going to oh, take him, drop him every, off every, every day, every, every day. day. Every, I'm going to get a loudspeaker. Like, I'm just going to have a phone <laughs> that just has like, like, you know, the Ted in the movie whenever the bear says i love you they could you could be you could learn from your parents and instead (laughs) of being here to embarrass him you could be here to support him oh i'm gonna support him but i gotta support him from the loudspeaker in the car exactly so when you do find those moments what what doesn't kill you what doesn't kill you makes you (laughs) that's true it's true when you do find those moments outside of you know, being being a father, you find your joy in streaming and, and playing video games on. And I still it's, it's after just... years of doing it myself, don't really know the end of that sentence. I always just say I'm a streamer. I don't know how to play video games online is weird for me. Like the I think of it as a way of escapism, but also nostalgia. I guess you could say, because whenever I was a kid, I used to go over to my friend's house every single day, PlayStation, Twisted Metal. We were playing it to be Twisted Metal. And it's like we were, I mean, we played like that old school Lego game where you played as a cop on the computer, like, and it was a big open world one. Like, I moved around a lot, so I didn't have like friends that stayed with me for years and years and years to where I still know them today and we still hang out. It's like I had this group of friends from this age, this group of friends from this age. And then, you know, like we just kind of spaced further and further apart because I didn't know them that well. So being able to play video games online really kind of helped me find that niche that click that group of people that i could hang out with because i knew that regardless of if i'm moving from this state to this state i'm still going to be able to talk to them they're they're still going to be there the next day like as soon as that internet's up you still have that person that you can talk to and hang out with and have a good time with so that's where for me video games kind of was around a lot because I didn't have that repetitive friendship where I can go out. Cause I mean, I've lived in Texas, Arizona, Oregon, Utah, 
Arkansas, and now I'm back in Texas. I went to two different high schools. Um, I went to one middle school, uh, three different elementary schools, I think. Wow. So it's like, yeah, I mean, my dad's not military. It's uh, He's an aerospace engineer. So, I mean, we had to deal with September 11th. I mean, it, it affected everyone. Mm-hmm. But my dad working in the aerospace industry, they weren't able to sell airplanes after that happened. So because that of that, sense. their company, he worked for he worked for Bombardier at the time. They started uh, they started laying off a lot of their employees. And then after that, you had the the economic collapse in like 2008, which caused him to lose his job again. And he was never really able to get that seniority because all of the stuff that happened in life affected and as soon as he would get his foot through the door, he wouldn't have seniority for whenever that happened. So he was one of the first one that was out. Right. So we ended up moving a lot. So I remember like, I think Oregon playing SOCOM US Navy SEALs way back whenever PlayStation 2 finally had internet, you had to buy that big oh, yeah. ethernet block and shove it in the back of it. And it came with Final Fantasy X. So I had it because of that. And I was like, you know what? Let's try this SOCOM game. And I mean, I, I met so many people on that. We played game the game battles on the website where we were actually in like an MLG playing against other clans and having that kind of camaraderie that no matter where I went, I could take it with me. And that's that's where streaming kind of brings back some of that. Because I mean, nowadays, it's like you play a game, like say you're playing Call of Duty. Well, you jump in a Call of Duty lobby everybody else who has a microphone is already in a party with their friends. So it's kind of, it kind of feels different now. Mm. Like you can join a game and it just feels like the entire game is dead and you're playing against computers, even though they're real people because you can't talk to them. So being able to get on Twitch or somewhere where you can stream and you can find other people that have interest in that same game they they may play with you like i mean whenever we play fall guys or phasmo or anything like that like whenever uh you're playing a game that other people might want to play like i remember one night i played dead by daylight and i didn't mm-hmm. expect it but i had ofi get on i had pib life get on i had slacky get on and we had a full team like and it, it i wouldn't even know these people if I wasn't streaming to be able to put together a group like that, that I could actually play with and talk with and engage with and have that same kind of social interaction that I had. If I was to join a DVD game on my own, right. Cause everybody would be in a party. You would be running around by yourself with nobody to talk to. So streaming on the side definitely brings a lot of that nostalgia and that camaraderie and you know that that good vibes of just hanging out with people and having a good time back yeah it really creates a lot of those building blocks of like you said that like sense of community that oh dude not even like whenever i played modern warfare 2 i actually went down to where all of my other friends that i played with lived and we hung out like through a party everything had a great time uh, and I mean, these are all people that I met online and I mean, I found out that they lived like five hours away from me and I was like, yeah, dude, let's hang out. Like <laughs> we all got together hung out, had a good time. I think I ended up staying at my friend Ryan's house for the weekend. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's just, there's so many, so many people that you just come across that you would never meet. 
Otherwise, like I would have never met you if it wasn't. No, that, that I mean that, that's a hundred percent true. Getting online, yeah, like, like being so, able to do this job has. I I was in kind of the same position. I moved uh, around quite a bit, uh, different school districts in Texas several times, and then up into like Missouri and and into several locations uh, in that area as well. And it was always. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't really have like a huge tie to a sense of like a greater community because I've moved around so much that like outside yeah. of my like direct bubble, I kind of lose track of things because it it yeah. feels so ethereal, I guess, out there and less like defined outside of my bubble. But like Twitch has just and like, you know, these online communities live streaming and, and being able to do this is like really just expanded that bubble like i i find myself like you know while i know all of our online names i find myself like you know thinking about you folks and and, and the people on here outside of this as well like i wonder what these people are up oh, yeah. to i wonder you know well, when I mean, the next time we're going to be in the same sphere then, to to play together again or to talk again even then it still feels like you're like a part of this person's life now like we found out that fiery um is possibly getting offered full-time at her job and everybody's excited for that we know adrian just like got over his knee surgery and he's still healing and everything and bouncing back from that and he's in college and focusing on that like you kind of like we we think about it and we know that toxic had his bathroom that's renovated. true we we, we like, kept we, up with the whole process of him like, getting his like bathroom saw, renovated that's yes, true it's like it's that you you don't you would think that you wouldn't know this much about these people but whenever you start building a community you start trusting each other you start talking to each other you start little by little kind of intertwining and learning different things about each other and knowing like hey you know this person's going through a hard time right now for x reasons this person's having a good day this person's got this going on and you kind of know a little bit more about everybody's life that you otherwise wouldn't, would be clueless about would have never met them would have never known what's going on so it's it's crazy what twitch can really do whenever you think about like the bigger picture of how it's bringing people together you know it, it may seem like it's not but whenever you get small communities and groups of people that love hanging out love chatting and love talking to each other that's whenever you can truly have something something great with it i mean i i i totally agree i have found my way back onto a more regular schedule of of streaming and just like there was a good period of time probably a few months in there that i just like didn't have the opportunity to based on like work and and all the the stuff behind the scenes of the streaming keeping it trying to keep it like flowing well uh just to really have the time to do it and now that i found my way back into it it's very nice like seeing everyone come back out of the woodwork and like catching back up with them for the people that I haven't gotten the opportunity to. Um, but also just like the fact that Matt, who was even our, our very first guest on the, on the podcast was like, you know, that, that we're close enough that he, you know, gives us bathroom Dude. updates and sends us pictures of his new bathroom and how beautiful Toxic. it is. Toxic is so close with this community. You can go watch a VOD where he's dressed up as Princess Leia for 12 hours straight. Oh, I know. I'm going to be editing all 12 <laughs> hours of that. Oh, man. 
Oof. Yeah, I, I I gave them so much crap for it, but I gotta give them props for it at the same time because that's I would never you wouldn't catch me in it. <laughs> I really wouldn't like I wouldn't do it, but it was all in good fun, and I respect him for for doing such a such a brave thing. So while you use that time that time that you get to sort of your own personal time to play video games, it's more about like kind of maintaining this community you've begun to build oh yeah i mean it's it's the game too because in the game there's always escapism yeah definitely i i mean i i work a boring job i sit in front of the computer all day for eight hours a day if i'm not outside building the boxes and the systems and the stuff that we sell so a lot of my day it's just like sitting cooped up in a cubicle which nobody wants so whenever you get to come home and it's like, it's game day and you're like, what am I playing? And you think about it. And like a lot of my games have been horror lately, mm-hmm. but that's because horror is a genre that you can fully immerse yourself in. Like you can, you can feel your heart race. You, you're afraid to peek around every corner. Like it, it truly kind of engulfs you into the situation because you feel like your life is much more on the line. Yeah is to if you were playing a game like Fortnite or Call of Duty where you just respawn and run back and respawn and run back and everything like that. So to me, like genres like that, but also like other genres, like I remember, dude, so get this. I, I bet you nobody knows this. Okay. okay. I'll let you in on a secret. Okay. Secret. Are you I'm ready? so ready. I cried at the end of Final Fantasy 15. Oh. Straight up. Dude, the the story, the, the story, the brotherhood, like what was going on in the ending of that game without any spoilers was just it, it drew me back so much. And the story was so well written that uh yeah. I mean there's there's games like that where you get so engulfed and so in, in like into the plot and what's going on and everything like that that it just it affects you like it really does and if a game has great storytelling it's it's gonna go far yeah. like easily so yeah the final fantasy series is a uh, uh top top tier especially then, in the later ones when you start getting away from the the over the top like world scrolling and the into the the like actual first person third person like oh, yeah. vibes Oh yeah, I remember playing the one where you play as the vampire dude, the red guy. I'm trying to remember his name. They did a standalone game on him. Oh, this one was called Dirge of Cerberus. Okay, yeah, I've heard of Dirge of yeah. Cerberus. Yeah, and that's where it's like a, a shooter style shoot 'em up kind of game. I think it has first person and third person aspects, so it's kind of a lot like Devil May Cry in a way. Ah, okay interesting it's just interesting no but that's i mean that that's fantastic yes. trying to like fi- finding uh you know that sense of of escapism throughout your day getting an opportunity to build a community and kind of set down roots in a in a way that isn't necessarily like rooted to a place but it's sort of just like you know it's it's rooted it's rooted somewhere and in this case it's 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 on on twitch and online uh but the roots of that community It's a fantastic way, I think, to spend your time outside of that.
on this topic of, of being a father or for finding, you know, the, the time throughout your day while being a father to 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 get that personal time. Is there anything that we haven't like broached or talked about that you thought about while while thinking about this? It's it's mainly just boils down to family. That's that's where I find the most joy, it feels like lately. As I'm getting older, as I'm growing up, like having that family there to raise and to be a part of and to have those people surrounding me every day whenever you come home. It's kind of a, a game changer from the way I was living before, going to college, single, like 21, going out partying every day, drinking opious amounts of alcohol. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I feel like I've come a long way and growing a lot and but also have maddie to thank for that because she's really good at stepping on my toes whenever i step out of line so keeping you what you need to be doing oh yeah definitely gotta give her props so really just like the growth that you've been able to like experience because of family because of maddie in your life because of I would even say probably a little bit because of, you know, her daughter and then now because of Orson and and, and again growing and, and yeah. you know, having different responsibilities as a partner and as a, uh, you know, a, a step parent and as a parent. It definitely takes a lot of patience. Yeah. <laughs> you learn. Would you say that? Patience is, is, is one of the biggest things you've learned in all this? Uh, patience and self-discipline. I've improved a lot on, I feel like, from where I was at. I've still got a lot of like self-reflecting and growing to do, but the more I do it, the more I see these issues that I personally have and need to work on. So, I mean, you can only grow as strong as your last experience, and knowing those experiences exist and thinking of ways to change and improve upon them is huge and knowing that it's a it's a lifelong journey like i think that for your entire life you will be figuring out yourself right we just have the cognitive awareness to say that we are figuring out ourselves but like really orson is going through the same things right like he's just doing it with bigger grander things that we've already figured out we know how to walk he's still trying to figure that out um now we are learning how to you know process what complex emotions and thought mean to us and he'll slowly begin to do that and now you'll get to like see that from his point of view too and i think that that is an amazing journey to go on it's gonna be fun it's gonna be great (laughs) Um, i'm looking forward to those those teenage years oh boy the teenage years you're already looking forward (laughs) to the teenage years Oh yeah, no, no. I'm enjoying every step along the way. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun watching both of them grow up. I'm just hoping Vivian doesn't turn into my sister. And in, in the back of my head, that's always a scary thought because yes, I love my sister, but at the same time, she was five years and five days older than me. Mm. So there were a lot of times where we were at each other's throat where I was being that silly kid that would listen in on the phone call because I thought it was funny and then have a uh, cordless phone slammed into my back and my foot going through a door because I was angry at her. Oh. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, it's, it's, you learning to process, for sure. you know, you learning to process, you know, your emotions and growth now, I think, in a, a more cognitive 
awareness way could help them learn to process them too because like you know once you get down like how to better go about these you know breaking down these emotions or breaking down this experience you can really help them start to do just the same thing and getting right. on that early in life when you're you know pre-10 even is the best because then they can start to actually break down what they're feeling before they hit puberty which would be cool cool <laughs> Well, I think that oh, yeah. we are going to start wrapping up here on the podcast, but it was absolutely fantastic having you on talking about Orson and, and where you find your, your joy in your life around being a father as well. It's great to do a full through line there. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it was absolutely lovely having you on. It was fun being here. Uh, you're, uh, I mean, you, you know, we, we talked a little bit about here at, or here on this episode uh, about how you are a streamer here online do you want to give yourself a a little shout out tell 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 the listeners where to find you and and, and what kind of stuff you do there uh twitch name tote bear tuesdays thursdays horror games shenanigans classic games good times good vibes him knows he's been uh, yeah i mean and, and that's really it it's just a <laughs> it's just a good fun time i know that that like i feel like whenever i have to give myself a shout out it's always kind of awkward but feel like yeah it's like hey watch me or don't it's cool either way but we chill yeah but but we, but we chill here. but we chill horror games and sometimes community games always a fun time i've been playing a childhood favorite right now what are you playing through right now freaking giant citizens kabuto oh damn this game came out in 2000 i found it at a uh, a thrift store and played it when i was a kid I'm and i saw it on steam and i was like i'm gonna replay that so we've been having a lot of fun with that. Yeah, I've been doing uh, old older games, too. I've been doing Oblivion recently, enjoying old childhood favorites. There's just something about the nostalgic games. They just hit differently than a lot of these, like, polished, newer ones. I so, just don't, I don't have gotta, the nostalgic feelings for them. the newer ones yet. Some of them will earn it over time, but not yet. One day. I think, I think one that's earned it for me would be, like, The Last of Us. Mm -hmm. This one that I would continue to replay over and over again. Like Crash Bandicoot, whenever they came out with the remix of that, and then they came out with Crash Bandicoot 4, like just that nostalgia from that game, because I think that was the first PlayStation one I ever played. But yeah, the old crashes bring that back a lot yes. for me. They, I feel like the the old, just like a, a lot of the old PlayStation games in general, the the initial precursors, Jack and Daxter, Ratchet and Clank, the initial ones, like all those really really good strong Jack. vibes. Jack and Dax. Man. Yeah, man. That's some good old that's some good old gaming. But we are going to close up here. I mean, uh, I will reach out to you soon and we'll uh, we'll talk soon. Yeah. Bye, guys. We'll talk to you later, Tope. Everybody else. Thanks for joining today on the 13th episode of the Pure Joy podcast. That was my guest, Tope Bear. The boy Tope Bear goes by Tope Bear on on all of the online communities. You can find him on on Twitch, uh, on on YouTube for his edited stuff. Go check him out. Um, he's just a good friend. We we met like he said on these online communities um, and have developed a friendship through that. That's where I've I learned about his partner. I learned about his partner's child. Like along before all of this, we we've talked, we've chatted, we've conversed about all this. I know him so much, and it's just from you know being friends over this over over this this online 
service. It's, it's fantastic. It's fantastic that that we are able to develop these relationships. It's also fantastic that he finds so much joy in being a father and being that sort of force in somebody's life, that raising force, getting to see his children grow and develop and, and learn things as they as they do is is, is, is a, f- a fantastic experience. Not one that like like when you as an adult seeing another adult learn a new thing, you say, good job, you learned a new thing. But you're wrapped up in the things that you know or the things that you're doing. But when you see a child learn something for the first time or or do something for the first time, you get you feel like joy for them. You see that connection be made. And, and there's just like it's there's no not another experience. I feel like any any other way like it. A great episode, great diving into that feeling, that vibe, that experience with him in being a father and in finding his 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 private time outside of that and in playing some video games and developing this community online. Absolutely fantastic. A few thanks I want to give out here on the episode, folks. Uh, the intros, the outros, as well as the transitions in between all of the things you will have heard, Myonize and Murda. They allow me to use their music in the podcast and for for the podcast uh, as a whole. And uh, I could not be more appreciative. You can find them on SoundCloud, Spotify, wherever you find your music. They are out there. You can also you'll be able to find them down in the description below uh, of this episode. And I want to thank Tope for coming out, being a fantastic guest. I want to thank his partner, Maddie. Appreciate I appreciate all around the bear household uh, in, in making this happen tonight. I appreciate all of you for coming to listen folks let's talk some dates sunday november 20th will be our next live recording on youtube make sure that you come check us out if you want to see the live recording of that episode a good old time friend of mine probably the oldest friend i have is coming to be a guest uh and then that episode the 14th episode will be out on the 27th of November, so keep an eye out then on your podcatchers, wherever you get your podcasts. And other than that, folks, I think that that's going to do it for us today. I want to appreciate everyone for coming to join on this, the 13th episode of the Pure Joy Podcast, and we'll see you next time, folks. Mm-hmm.